What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today. And I got a good one. I got a special one. I got something a little different today. I got an up-and-coming trainee, an up-and-coming young man who uh, has got some fire in him, and I'm excited to sit down and talk with him. Let's not waste any more time. Please help me welcome Dynamo, a.k.a. Slash. To straight talk straight wrestling. Talk wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's a Saturday morning. I just had my breakfast, my cornflakes. Now I'm having my coffee. I'm jealous. Didn't have any coffee in the coffee maker. Uh-oh. Somebody's, somebody's slipping in the house. You got to straighten that out. You got to get that one. I know. <laughs> so uh, one thing that is fascinating about you in your story is, um, much like myself, born and raised in Brampton, B-Town, you were okay. raised in Milton. And uh, uh, you yeah. went out there. And um, you have a couple of specialities towards you, some exceptions, if you will. You Correct. have Asperger's syndrome, and you also are epileptic. And it's not easy having either of those specialities, but you seem to be a well-versed young man, and you found a passion and a love that we all share. Anyone who watches my show or myself as well, we all share passion and love for this wonderful sport of wrestling. It's a great sport. And it's the one sport that I consider, and you'll probably agree with me on this, the great equalizer. No matter your race, your creed, your nationality, your religious beliefs, your specialities, once you step in that squared circle or once you come into an arena, you purchase a ticket, you sit down with your popcorn and you watch a show, we're all equals. We're either performers or we're fans. Would you not agree with that? Of course, 100%. I mean, you know, we all share the passion of the sport or entertainment, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, obviously there's some people out there that don't understand it, you know, and uh, hopefully, you know, we can educate them in the profession that we love as pro wrestling. Absolutely. So tell me about you and your journey into pro wrestling. Like I said, Asperger's and epileptic, it's not an easy, it's an uphill road for sure. Uh, the specialities oh. come with a lot of, a lot of, uh, I guess you'd say limitations, but what's cool about your story is, is that you kind of surpass those limitations. There's certain things you really shouldn't be able to do, yet you do do. And one of them would be wrestling training. So talk to me about your journey. Talk to me about how you decided on Battle Arts Academy and Santino's school, now run by AC Coca and Dave. Uh, uh, his last name is escaping me, but the gentleman from HWE. They have taken <laughs> over Battle Arts. But talk to me about your love for wrestling, where it started, and your journey towards Battle Arts for your training. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I um, I was never uh, I was never the active kid. Like I played soccer. I did I did gym, trampoline classes and all that stuff, but. Really, it was hard to do like flips and stuff. And even now it's still hard to do flips. Um, I I literally started working out in a basement with my neighbor um, years ago. And he sort of helped me create that building block to be able to train and stuff. And from there, I went to different places and gyms and all that stuff. But I knew in the end that I wanted to be in this business. I always wanted to be in this business since I was a kid, you know, even... You know, even people encourage me to have backup plans and sure, you know, now I have a backup plan, of course, trying to go to school for broadcasting in, in the in the fall. But honestly, what attracted me to Santino's school, the uh, Battle Arts as a whole is uh, 
just the amazing training it possesses, the facility itself, um, <clears throat> the rings and just everybody there. Um, you know, I made so many new friends, new collect, new connections, new rivals. Um, heck, some of them I didn't even know I had history with. Um, ironically enough, um, Bianca and myself, we actually went to the same uh, high school and uh, she actually um, knew one of my friends. Um, but obviously sometimes you can't remember those days, but um, my friend actually told me and I couldn't believe it. But um, for me, I, you know, in terms of training, I just do the best that I can. I mean, obviously um, it's, it's tough um, when you're doing bumps, flips, uh, rolls, uh, just different holds, submission, groundwork, everything. It, it's, it's tough, but in the end, I, I think about the bright spots, the bright side, um, think about what I've done um, since the pandemic started and um, actually recently being cleared to do indie bookings um, by Santino, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, unfortunately, didn't get to start that due to the pandemic, but once it's over, um, gonna take more indie bookings and start my, start my journey. So it's been, it's been hard. And yes, like you said, there's things that I shouldn't be able to do. Heck, I've been told that, you know, I'm, my coordination's not great. My motor skills aren't great. Heck, I can't even get real punched or kicked in the face because it could trigger epilepsy, but we still managed to find ways around it and uh, figure it out and, you know, skyrocket. So absolutely and for some people who may not know uh ashburgers and all that stuff what what does it entail what is is the exceptionality um, with that it's it's there's there's different uh forms of it um different symptoms obviously but the main ones are uh social uh social difficulties understanding social cues um sometimes not having a filter of what you say and um just just overall that it's, it's, it's all mentally, um, not so much physically, but, um, you know, obviously some people are higher than others. I have friends who are higher on the spectrum than I am. I'm, I'm on the very like bottom of the barrel. I'm, I'm the least. So like, I'm, I'm very well functioning and I appreciate you, your compliment on that, but I have friends who are more restricted. Some of them are, are, are locked down a little bit. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I still push through it and, 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 and do my best. So I have a, I have a good family, uh, even though sometimes they can be a lot, you know, I mean, all families can, but they're, uh, they're pretty good, you know, standard Greek family. So fantastic. Oh, Greek. Oh, you shouldn't have said that, bro. When the pandemic's over, I'm going to have to come over for some gyros, man. I love right, that. That's my go-to. Let's, let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Free invite. Zorza. So, <laughs> so um, I guess the best kind of way to, I guess, compare your situation would be like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, because there was all these kind of, well, there's all these kind of similarities, right? Understanding social cues, difficulties, reading those kind of situations and not having right. any filter. And there's always been that kind of conspiracy theory with that character in that show that he was on the spectrum. Yeah. So kind of understanding from what you've said to me i guess just to kind of dumb it down for the people at home that would be the best comparison if i'm not of wrong of course yeah I, I agree with that 100 you know it's it's 
it's tough like even 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 living daily life like it's you know like some people don't uh, don't understand why like sometimes i'll uh you know sometimes i'll just chill on my tablet or whatever and like sometimes i'll just be like you know yanni why you know why do you do a certain thing why do you act a certain way and like sometimes it's you know sometimes it's that you know I, I can't help myself it's just the way it is and that's how it is for a lot of Asperger people too and like my my story is like literally essentially between the two characters is one that's myself dialed up to 11 and fighting for people with uh, autism Asperger's any type of disability or, or you know mental illness or whatever the case is and then obviously my other character is a sick, demented, twisted demon that is unhinged and will do everything and anything it can to win and sort of an anti-hero, more or less, like a stone cold or a sting. Nice. Nice. I gravitate towards sting a lot, man. Painted faces, <laughs> that's my jam. Yeah. But talk to me about talk to me about your inspirations, your love. So when you when you fell in love with the business and you started seeing that this was something you wanted in your life, who were the characters? You gravitated towards the most. Let's start with maybe the beginning. Uh, and then as you got older, obviously your taste evolved and they changed. Yeah. Um, I, I think that started in uh, elementary school, to be honest. Um, a buddy of mine, Thomas, he uh, he introduced me to uh, wrestling. He comes up to me one day. He's like, yo, man, check this out. You know, it's the WWE. And I was just like, oh, yeah, really? What's going on? So. I think it was around WrestleMania 22, 23, I think. Um, 21 Cena. Nice. Yeah, in that range. But yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was Cena and Shelton Benjamin and uh, um, I'm trying to remember, maybe Boogeyman. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was like quite the collection, but I guess mainly Cena. Um, and then obviously, you know, as time progressed, CM Punk as well and you know, rock came back. So from, from that point on is when I booed Cena. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of ironic because, um, actually my first WrestleMania ever attending live was WrestleMania 29 in, uh, East Rutherford. And, um, I went with a buddy of mine who's actually officially married. Um, but his wedding is next year. And, I've been named the best man and our first trip was to go see WrestleMania 29. So um, I think it's awesome. And, and yeah, so in a lot, in a way, John Cena was my, uh, was my favorite, but obviously over time, CM Punk grew to be one of my favorites and so on and so forth. And it sort of, sort of kicked, kickstarted me to want to be in this business. Um, but more importantly, just because I, I believe in myself. I believe I can do it. Like I, I know, like, obviously I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not the typical wrestler. I've come to terms with it, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to defy the odds and, and, and be myself. And obviously I'm have a very articulate voice. I've been known to be very charismatic. It's why I'm going into broadcasting in the first place. And I believe I'm going to, I'm going to do the best that I can, you know, and that's, that's what matters. Absolutely. And I, I think you are very charismatic. You're very well-spoken. Uh, and I'm having a great conversation so far. So, I mean, the only thing that I, I have to disagree with in this conversation is Cena. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do it. And it's not It's not for the lack of trying. When Cena first came out and he was a doctor of thugonomics, I was all over that stuff. I thought it was great. 
But then as the Marine came out and the, the salutes and the American Patriot, and I get it, he was supposed to be this generation's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Drink your milk, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, respect your country. Totally am all about it. Totally am all about it. Nothing wrong with that. But I think every character needs to evolve and change. We look at, perfect example, the other guy you gravitated towards, CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Started off as kind of like literally everybody's in WWE anyways, but he had a great indie run, of course. But in WWE, he was kind of like the joke. Not take it seriously. Stars on his belt, Mr. Straight Edge, don't do drugs. What's that about? But then he got a little bit more aggressive. You saw it starting to come out. And then what happened right before release? Boom, he drops the pipe bomb and everything changes. He pulls back the curtain to where it hadn't been pulled back since 96 with the curtain call. He pulls it all back. Great run. Unfortunately, left under circumstances. Then the lawsuits and everything that happened, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And we probably won't see CM Punk in a ring ever again, just because I don't think that's his forte now. I do enjoy seeing him when I see him on that show that they used to run on Friday nights. I don't even know if they run it anymore. The one no, with Renee Young. Before, yeah, before Renee Young, obviously, was uh, left the company. But if, if, if WWE is still your focal point, has your changes and tastes evolved too? Because right now, it's a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan. You've got so much out there. You got Impact. You got AEW. You got the cross stuff they're doing there. You've got obviously WWE, of course. You've got MLW now back. Rewind, which is a great, you know, not Rewind. Sorry, that's my other side podcast. Huh? Shameless plug. Check out MLW Rewind. But um, you've got MLW, you know, Fusion coming back on a regular basis. Uh, you've got you know, triple a, the Mexican stuff, you got everything all over the place and more. There's such a plethora of wrestling now, NXT, everything. There's such a plethora of many options. Where do your tastes fall now as a wrestler? Uh, I mean, like I'm trying not to look cause like, obviously now I'm in the business. So I'm trying not to look at it from a fan side and be like, Oh, this sucks. How dare you? Right. Like, but at the same time, like, the only reason I'm watching WWE is because I'm not looking at it as a fan. I'm looking at it as a professional wrestler. But, like, obviously, as a fan, I wouldn't watch it. Like, honestly, it's it's creative. All of it's just down the crapper, right? But, like, obviously, I do watch AEW. I do watch Impact when they post clips on YouTube and pretty impressed, pretty impressive, amazing stuff. Um, obviously, Wrestle Kingdom, um, you know, I, I watched that. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15, you know, um, Osprey had an amazing match uh, with um, freaking Okada, uh, you know, very good stuff. But obviously, I'm trying to I'm trying to see it from all sides and uh, just not be too biased. Fair enough. And we did, I did, again, I'm still on my first cup of coffee of the day, but I did forget <laughs> to mention New Japan. I did forget to mention NWA. I did forget to mention, you know, Ring of Honor, all these great promotions, finding ways to stay current and bring us product week to week and day to day, which as the fans, we appreciate because yeah. it's a great, it's a great time to be a fan. It's a great time for me as a podcaster, uh, because the one good thing about the pandemic was, is that a lot of people's schedules open up and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was able to get some pretty amazing people on the show. Every guest I interview is amazing. And now you can add yourself to the list. But uh, uh, it was it was a good time. And it still continued to be a good time. 2020 was a great breakout year for Straight Talk Wrestling. And now we're moving into the next chapter, which I think is going to be an even bigger year. 
And um, 21, baby. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And hopefully we can get things under control and get things going. So I have to ask though, when you start getting these indie bookings, who are we um, gonna see first? Are we gonna see Dynamo? Or are we gonna see your anti-hero? Are we gonna see Slash? Like who's who's going to show first? I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, the the demon comes out when the demon wants to. I mean, uh, <laughs> the demon actually was on uh, TikTok. Um, myself and some of the other uh, battle arts guys were creating a TikTok uh, reality show for uh, wrestling, uh, Waste Man's Wrestling on TikTok. Uh, there's a shameless plug for you. Um, but um, it's an episode no, filled with shameless plugs. Don't worry. Of course. But <laughs> honestly, um, the demon just does that. He comes out whenever he wants. And probably I'd say Dynamo because like Dynamo was at the last indie show that I did, which was the Megan boys uh, up on uh, Downsview Park. Um, and it ended with me uh, stunnering Celine Gion with Mark Henry as my tag partner. And obviously Santino as the referee. And, you know, that was the night that he, uh, Santino dubbed me as a pro wrestler and, I also got this um, <clears throat> this two by four here that was given to me by Hacksaw Jim Duggan after nice. his match that night, and uh, the referee um, Harry Harry uh, Smith um, he actually gave this to me, and uh, he was just like, "Hey man, you know this is from Hacksaw." He said, "Welcome to the biz," and yeah, so that's awesome. Kept this uh, kept this since then. Uh, Harry's. Uh, a great battle arts ref and uh yeah he's refed a lot of my matches so nice fantastic fantastic so you've already had some pretty big matches i mean mark henry yeah. is your tag team partner you're on the same <laughs> card as hapsaw jim dungan santino was your special guest referee and your coach that's crazy yeah. great no i know i i i still couldn't believe it myself like my whole family was there it was nuts <laughs> so i gotta ask um santino recently um uh, late July, August announced that uh, he himself was um, him and his family found their forever home in the Georgia Bay area. And they're that true. They're, they're gone. And a lot of us wrestling fans and you guys at battle arts were unsure of what the future held. We didn't know what was going to happen as from a wrestling fan's perspective, from a podcaster's perspective, uh, the Don Koloff arena holds a special place in my heart. The first on location interview I ever did was there. The first time I interviewed Bianca and Santino were there. The first time I went to an indie show was there. So the Don Koloff is, in my opinion, and again, it's my show. So my opinion is really the only one that matters. It's <laughs> holy ground. It's literally the Mecca of indie wrestling in one of the Meccas anyways, of indie wrestling in Ontario. And we weren't sure what was going to happen. And then boom. Two guys swooped in from HWE, two great, great guys who I've had on the show, and I am a pleasure to call both of them my friends. Uh, they, uh, AC Coca and Dave, they stepped in and they purchased Battle Alerts. And now it's been a difficult road because obviously we've had two lockdowns since then. So business has, you know, not been moving forward at all, but they've come up with some creative ways to try to keep everything afloat until we can get the go ahead from the government when the numbers go down. But as we know, the numbers are just on a rise. We were at 4,000 yeah. something yesterday in all of Ontario. And right. a lot of people blame Peel and I'm from Peel. And I just want to say this on record straight. 
Peel is not the only to blame. The numbers are rising everywhere. Toronto's numbers are rising. And yes, it has to do with population. I'll take a look at the numbers, people. Brampton's population, Peel's population between Brampton, Mississauga, and Calden as a whole. There's a lot of people here. So could we be doing more? Yes. Should we be doing more? Yes. I have two small children who uh, have not stepped outside in weeks. We had to do driveway visits for Christmas. So there's a lot more that can be done for sure. <laughs> but I mean, hopefully we can get this under control. And I mean, the lockdowns don't seem to be improving anything. I've said from the get-go that if you're outside and you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, you should be getting fined. Plain and simple. There's ways to go outside and social distance and be free. But if you want to all act like jackasses, then I'm not opposed to uh, uh, an, apoc- uh, an occupation. Straight up. Fair. And that's my <laughs> that's my opinion. But we could all be doing more. But if the numbers do decrease and they do go down, um, have you talked to the new owners yet? Have you had a conversation? Have you discussed on when training may resume for yourself? Uh, I mean, not really. Um, like... I don't know, like they, they posted, like they, you know, obviously they, they said like, oh yeah, no, like when we open back up, you know, we got big things in store, but like we, we haven't really talked like mainly I, um, you know, mainly the, the guys and I, we just, uh, you know, we just reminisce of like good times and whatever. And we just pray that it opens back up and all that stuff. I think um, a lot of us, we're still adjusting to like, this new regime of battle arts like obviously it's it's still tough for us because like you know it's been like it's been like anthony toy all that stuff and we don't want to forget the the legacy that uh they both had uh at battle arts and it, we're still in the processing stage of adjusting to it but um no we haven't we haven't heard anything regarding uh, training or anything yet. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's soon. Cause like, <laughs> I can tell you for me, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. Cause like, obviously I, I go for my walks and I, I work out in my basement, you know, uh, the Nike workout app and all that stuff and just a bunch of different things. But obviously it's not the same as like getting into the ring and, and doing up and overs and different drills and, being able to do classes to the best of your ability like you know so i'm hoping i'm hoping it opens up soon right on and i'm i'm hoping for you guys too but i, I gotta ask interesting because we, we did talk about earlier in the show we got about eight yeah. nine minutes left but we did talk about it early in the show uh limitations on what you could and, and couldn't do um what was the most difficult things to learn in training but once you did learn them and you were able to achieve them how great did that feel uh, <laughs> probably the uh probably the flips to be honest um it took me a while uh to learn flip bumping and and all that stuff like again i've i've never been able to flip um other than trampoline class a couple times but you know and uh, santino would always be like oh look at the sky and you know pretend that and just don't think about it just do it and when I finally did it, it felt good. But like, even then, like when you're doing the hip toss and stuff, it's like, oh crap, like, all right, don't do this wrong. Like, don't break your neck or anything. So like, I'm trying to like, just not worry about it, you know? So flips, definitely flips. Right on. And what was one of the easiest things or one of the things maybe that you thought might've been easy, but was a little bit more complicated? 
Um, uh, the, the up and overs for sure. Um, it's, it's, you know, you, you gotta get like your butt in the air and your legs straight out. Right. And so like, of course you start with the bottom rope first and you keep progressing. And, you know, just recently I was able to do the, I think it was the second rope or the top rope, something like that. So, you know, I moved up and, you know, it feels good. Um, but again, you know, still working on it, you know, everybody has stuff to work on. So, you know, doing the, doing the best we can, but it felt good to finally uh, move one step in terms of up and overs. Perfect. 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 And, um, in terms of all your battle arts classmates, and I, I've interviewed most of them, um, <laughs> obviously Bianca, Amy, um, Scarlett, uh, Cadman, uh, Mr. Marvelous. Um, the list actually is quite a crew. Uh, Mike and Joe, former tag team champions. Yeah. I interviewed a lot of them. But out of all the guys and girls that you've trained with, who is the one who is, I guess I want to ask, because I think this is a good question that you might be able to give the answer because nobody ever is honest. But if I ask yeah. an outsider's opinion, I'll get the honesty. Right. In class, the most quiet and the most reserved. But once they step out in front of a crowd, who just amps it up hard? Jeez. <laughs> um, uh... It's a tough question, right? I ask the tough questions here. I don't pull no, any. No, no. Listen, please, please ask away. I, I think that, um, like, obviously, a lot of us, it's you know, it's it's natural, like you know, Runyon, you know, natural born heel, you know, like Carew, uh, obviously, um, you know, even though we forgot to say the demon name and instead of my actual name in the match, but you know, he's he's still. Uh, He's still able to hype a crowd up, but I have to say, like, Bianca is, like, very, like, quiet in the gym. Like, she just, you know, she, she does class, but, you know, she, you know, she, she's still social and stuff. But, like, when she goes out there in front of those crowds, like, just amps it up in a way that I've never seen before. And I'm like, holy shit, like what no way like wow <laughs> like even her match against smashley like i couldn't believe it, it was, like just the heel work she was doing was incredible it, it kind of reminded me of charlotte a little bit in a way that charlotte would heal it up so i i, I gotta give props where props is due you know fellow Mil miltonian you know uh ec alumni um that was the name of world high school so i gotta give credit where credit is due very good. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I guess my final question, we'll wrap it up. What are the goals for you in 2021? Now we've obviously talked about you going into broadcasting and that's great. Yeah. Um, looks like I may have some competition on the podcast circuit, so I'm ready. I'm prepared <laughs> for that. Um, but what are some other goals that you've set for yourself in 2021? I mean, let's just say the pandemic does sort itself out and we do find a way to get back to whatever we consider to be the new normal. Uh, what are some goals you've set for yourself? Um, obviously, um, you know, in, in the bookings, gaining up that experience is one of them. Um, another one is, um, you know, sort of, uh, trying to work on myself and, um, you know, obviously, um, actually I have, uh, <clears throat> I'll show you, um, this little planner I have here. I, I don't know Perfect. if rotated, but, uh, this planner here is, uh, something that Bianca got me for Christmas. And, uh, those are some of my goals there, but essentially some of them include, uh, 
moving out, you know, um, be an amazing best man for my, my buddy's wedding, um, in October. And, uh, obviously like work is tough during the pandemic. Literally I got laid off from like my last job. So like, obviously getting another one is one of the main goals there as well. But, um, one of the top ones is definitely the indie booking thing. Perfect. And I think those are all completely obtainable goals. And uh, I think you could definitely achieve them. So best of luck in 2021. Thank you so much. I'll be keeping an eye on everything for sure. And right. for anybody who doesn't know where to find you on the wonderful world of social media, you want to shout out your socials? Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Uh, um, my, uh, my Instagram, I have, uh, I have two. Um, first one is obviously for the Dynamo. It's uh, ASP uh, Dynamo, A-S-P-I-E Dynamo, no spaces. And then uh, the demon, um, the demon Instagram is uh, slash demon one one three four no spaces, and um, you know we we also have the the TikTok for the reality show. It's uh, waste man's uh, wrestling uh, no spaces. It's run by Ashley uh, Smashley, so she's the director, and we're all just. Uh, participants there so uh again race man's wrestling if you guys want to check it out and enjoy our skits and stuff perfect that's wonderful and because i'm a glutton for self-promotion you guys can all <laughs> find me at straight talk wrestling on instagram and on facebook and at underscore straight talk on twitter oh and check them course, out people i do have uh t-shirts as well pro wrestling tees.com slash straight talk wrestling support hey. support support anything you purchase goes right back into the show for better for better equipment so you can see my beautiful face and high quality hd uh yanister thank you so much man this has been awesome no problem no worries. i wish you well and like i said uh just a message out there to everybody is we all understand wrestling is a part of all of our lives and if you're a fan you're a fan if you're not a fan one thing you may want to remember is that like i said at the top of the show it is the great equalizer no matter Supporter who in the you show. are yes no matter who you are where you come from what specialties you may have or what things people tell you you can't do in the world of wrestling there is no can't. There always is. Ah, to be quite cheesy right now. There always is that never give up mentality. There you go. Just for you. I quoted John Cena. I'll never do it again, but I did it for you. Okay. Hey, listen, listen, don't, don't worry. Like I'm, I'm not as much of a Cena fan as I used to be. So you don't, you don't got to worry about that. <laughs> Perfect. Then nobody can't see us. Oh, I did it again. Two puns. It's great. It's great. All right, my friend, you Love take it. care guys. As always follow the socials to find out who next week's guest is. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. And that's it for me. Peace. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com.